It's time for Coach Harvey Hyde's College Football Report. Bringing you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 Conference, and the world of college football. It's time to huddle up and buckle up. Here's Coach Harvey Hyde. Well, thank you very much, and good evening and good morning, depending where you're listening. Uh, yes, this is our college football report. Brought to us in Las Vegas by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors Beer and in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning. We welcome all of you on AM 1490 on your dial with our college football report year-around. Well, we have a great guest tonight. We do two shows a year, and we do one at the beginning of football season, and we do one at the end of football season, and really, football season really never goes away, and Yogi Roth never goes away, so we've just finished up with all the spring practices. Recruiting's now going on, so let's get a report on Yogi from the Pac-12. Yogi Roth, I don't know how to introduce you. You do so many different things. Oh, well, hey, I'm so excited to be your guest. I love doing this annually. I feel like it's like four years in a row. It's always an honor. You know how much I love you. So thanks for having me on. Well, Yogi, you're the best. Uh, What can I say? An author, a football coach, national championships under your belt, now doing the Pac-12, a great uh, surfer, travels the world, a fabulous father, just finished coaching or attending soccer practice with his children. Uh, Hey, man, you coach him at all age, and you win at all age, buddy. That's what's so great. Yeah, you know, the more and more I do this, especially in this era, and I know we'll get into it in college football, it's really about confidence and i think for young athletes it's building really grounded confidence and you said that's my eight-year-old for instance um feeling as though he's got the confidence to be seen and heard and stand up for the right thing and the right side of integrity or kayla williams and feeling really confident on the road against oregon state and how lincoln Riley's developed him at that position and same thing with a true freshman that'll enroll or a transfer that'll enroll i just think that's it and in this era i think it's hard to have true grounded confidence because everybody's telling you how great you are uh, every turn you make, and you don't really know what reality is until it hits you in the face. And I think that is a real challenge now for coaches, and let alone parents. So it's fun to see it at soccer practice, and it's fun to talk about it in the season. Well, I tell you, Yoga, I've got to ask you this. Uh, your book was selling fabulously, and I want to make a plug for that now before I forget. How's your book done? You know, it's doing really well. Thanks for asking. Uh, it's called Five Star QB. And the reason myself and uh, the co-author Joey Roberts wanted to write it is because we just heard from so many parents and players over 15, 20 years, and they're asking the same questions, which is how do I navigate this space of when someone tells me I'm the greatest thing in the world, uh, that's a lot to live up to. And I don't really know how to live up to that, let alone develop it to position. So we created 600-plus pages of advice, advice from quarterbacks like Matt Barkley, Mark Sanchez, John David Booty, uh, Caleb Williams, just to name the Trojans. Advice from Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day and Pete Carroll, just to pour into the parents and the players, whether you're a walk-on or a five-star recruit, now, how, how do I navigate? What's my mindset like on a visit? How do I deal with women on campus? How do I deal with academics? How do I deal with mental health? Like Whatever the issue was, we tried to you know, just find a way to give a tool or some insight into that journey that you're about to go on that you know nobody tells you about you can't google how to be a five-star recruit you can't google how to be the parent of a recruitable athlete and we said it's our job it's our responsibility to give back to the game we love and we created this book and it has been really cool to watch it continue to sell continue to grow and and ideally continue to impact people through other people's voices well, Yogi, we've had a big spring, a lot of newcomers to the Pac-12 as far as head football coaches. You had a chance to be at almost every spring practice and evaluate it and so on. But probably one of the biggest impacts, of course, Arizona State got a new head football coach. But I think the impact of what happened at the University of Colorado, how do you see what that's done to the Pac-12 and, of course, Coach Prime now being up in Denver or Boulder? Yeah, it, I was I was just there again over the weekend. It's it's awesome. Like if you if you said, and none of us could have predicted this at any stage, I think in our careers, that USC and UCLA were going to bolt in the middle of the night for the Big Ten. And if you said, all right, well, if we were going to try to have an answer to that, and you said, well, Deion Sanders is going to come to the league to be the head coach, you'd probably say there's zero chance that either one of those things would ever happen. 
Well, they both happen. And I think that in the year in which we're in, which is the final year of those you know, two programs here in L.A. in this, you know, Pac-12 league, you know, where they've been such a prominent figure, I think to have somebody like Coach Prime show up and drive interest, drive ratings, drive attention, drive eyeballs is amazing. You know, it really, it really is a special thing for the league in terms of the, the timing of this thing. And, and I'm excited to watch it. Um, I think the way it's unfolded has raised a lot of eyebrows in terms of players leaving and the transfer portal. But he, he walked into a roster that, you know, wasn't that talented compared to the other ones in this league. This league is as talented as it's ever been. And he's doing everything within his right as a head coach in terms of how to turn it over. Now, you might not like how he's done it and the way that it's gone and what the transfer portal was meant to do, which was to give players an opportunity to go play, not necessarily turn over an entire roster. But that, that's the reality. You know, SC did a version of that last year. Arizona State has over 50 new players. Colorado's going to have over 60 new players. And I think that's really what we're looking at when we see new coaches in the future taking over big-time programs that have big expectations. Yogi Roth joins us, currently currently uh, announcer for Pac-12 Network, and uh, you've been around, as he just mentioned, he's been up to Colorado uh, this weekend, I guess, talking to Deion Sanders, and, and uh, this is something I want to talk to you about. Uh, you just mentioned uh, that you think the conference could probably be as talented as, as it's been for a, a while. Uh, your comments, sort of go through that with me and sort of bring us all up to date on what you saw and why you said that. Yeah, well, I think you just got to look at the facts, you know, for years, and you know this because we both do it, you know, you fight for the notoriety of the league. You're fighting to just kind of teach people what the league is about, the depth that the league has, whatever it may be. And the reality is, is that's not necessarily the case anymore this year. I mean, I can go to Tuscaloosa, I can go to Clemson, I can go to Columbus, Ohio, and if I say, hey, who are the best quarterbacks in the country? It's not going to be an argument this year. I mean, everybody agrees with it. Last year, I was one of the few people standing on the table saying, our top six starters, that didn't include Michael Penix and Bo Nix at the time in training camp because they haven't been announced as the guys. I thought the top six starters were better than any other league's top six, period, full stop. I think that was proven last year. And now this year, when you look at the truth around it, you look at the guys coming back, Six quarterbacks threw for over 3,000 yards last year. Uh, or excuse me, six are returning that threw for over 3,000 yards last year. You look at the recruiting classes that existed within the last year, and it's ridiculous. You look at what happened last year, six schools in the final AP top 25. You had five teams with 10 or more wins. That's the second time ever, and the only conference last year to ever do it, or to, to do that fact. And then from a talent standpoint, 25 of the 51 first or second team all-conference players return coach. That is the most by far of any Power 5 league, let alone the Heisman Trophy winner returning, let alone five schools from the top 25 in recruiting, five schools from the top 13 in the transfer portal recruiting, six of the top 13 high school quarterbacks signed out of high school, you know, it's six, I think six five-star recruits signed to the league, whatever you think about recruiting rankings, like that is the most since 2017 and five of the top six players in the West Coast stayed home. So I, I just think it's loaded with talent and it's loaded with talent at the premium positions as well with Caleb, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, you know, the three of the top five guys right now when it comes to the Heisman odds of winning it, which might be total BS today, but it drives the narrative. And I think that narrative is full of truth coming into this season. And this is my 20th year around this league, and I've never seen it as deep with talent, never as top-heavy with talent. And I think the coaching staffs collectively are the best that they've been in my time. Yet, do you still get the feeling uh, nationwide and meet through the media that, oh, the poor Pac-12, what's going to happen to the poor Pac-12? you get that feeling? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it might even be a little more aggressive than that. Um, you know, I think it's the only storyline that's out there and that doesn't have stability in terms of media rights. And I think you see right now, unfortunately, in the profession that you and I are in in the media, is that you don't really need multiple sources to have an opinion. I mean, how many reports have we seen that go out on Twitter and then athletic directors who are in the room and school presidents who are in the room say that's inaccurate? 
and that individual who puts out that news report, whomever it may be, they don't have any repercussions, but they started the conversation. And then that continues in the recruiting. It continues on a message board. It continues, you know, into other forms of social media. And I think that's kind of been an issue. Part of that is led by the fact that this league hasn't been in the playoffs in a long time. But you can't hide from that. But it's, I think you got to take the good with the bad. So every time somebody says, well, it's been a while since Washington's been in the playoffs. And I say, yeah, I, I agree with you. But it's not like NFL players aren't coming out of this league. It's been number three almost every year over the last decade in terms of draft picks behind the Big Ten and the SEC, who all, by the way, have two more teams than this league at the time. So I think you got to look at all angles. I think people do take a lot of shots at this league, uh, some earned, some, in my opinion, lame or weak. But that's kind of the nature, I think, of media. I think that's kind of the nature of even being on the West Coast. Um, you, you feel that sometimes just living out here, people taking shots at the West Coast. And there's probably a bunch of reasons that everybody has different opinions on of why that happens. But at the end of the day, you got to win. Um, and I love the fact that the playoff is going to expand because I do believe the 14 playoff was the worst thing for the sport we love with five power five conferences. I just thought it made no sense from the beginning. And if you had a really gifted league that had more than two talented teams, unlike the Big Ten, unlike the SEC traditionally, then you were in trouble. And that's what we've had in the Pac-12. It's been after a season run with Pete, it was Oregon's turn. It was Stanford's turn. It was Washington's turn. Now it's uh, Utah's turn. It's their league. And nobody's had that three to five to six to the Pete Carroll had seven straight years of top four finishes. Nobody's even come close to that. And I don't think that's going to happen again in this league. But the fact that it'll be expanded and two or three teams every year will compete for a playoff spot will be the greatest thing that's happened in this league in a long time. Well, Yogi, uh, let's take a short time out. I really don't want to take any time outs because you're so interesting to talk to and ask questions and so knowledgeable about the Pac-12 and, and football, having been a player, an announcer, a coach. You've done it all, an author. But we got to do it. You know, it pays the bills. So I'm going to ask everybody in the in- Inland Empire to buckle up and ride along with us here on AM 1490 on your dial on Saturday morning. And in Las Vegas, we welcome all of you, and we want to thank Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors for the sponsorship of our college football report. Buckle up, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde. We'll be right back with Yogi Roth. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Metals Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at metalsbank.bank metals bank where your business is our business hello i'm fletcher jones jr and i'm proud to be a trojan there's nothing like the winning tradition of the cardinal and gold and i believe those same high standards of discipline hard work and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. 
Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shades. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. Hey, Las Vegas, this is Barry Odom, new head coach for your UNLV Rebel football team. I can't wait to bring excitement, toughness, and success to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. I need you to join me at beautiful Allegiant Stadium next season. Season tickets are on sale now at UNLVtickets.com. Get your tickets today and go Rebels! I'm Harvey Hyde. Huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us. Part of the way or all of the way. This is your college football report live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brought to you every Thursday night by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors Beer. The Inland Empire, we welcome you on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. 11 to 12, so ride along with us year-round. Now joining us again is Yogi Roth from the Pac-12. Coach, athlete, author, you name it, parent. Does it all, and that's why he's with us, because he's so knowledgeable about what's going on in the Pac-12 and college football. You know, before we talk about the Pac-12, I want to ask you, Yogi, your feeling, uh, were you able to see the billboard in Southern California that says, uh, NCAA, give Reggie his Heisman back? <laughs> well, I follow you on social media, Coach, so I saw it when you put it up. I have I have not driven past it, so I haven't seen it in that regard. But yes, I did I did see that on your social handle. I was going to ask you your thoughts on that. Uh, your feelings. Uh, if you don't want to discuss it, you don't have to. But do you think the uh, Reggie's in a position now after all these years, and the New York Athletic Club is in a position uh, since college football has changed so much on what players can get today that maybe there's some thoughts of giving that back, or should there be? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think there's. I want to be careful not to speak out of both sides of my mouth on this one. But I, I think when you look at what happened, in my opinion, during that era and what was found truthful and what was accused and what even like the public narrative was coming out of the NCAA versus what reality was living in the building at USC and things that did happen within the family outside of the facility. I, I don't. I, I thought the penalty was dramatically harsh on the on the university. I thought the penalty was dramatically harsh on Reggie. So I didn't. I didn't agree with it when it went down. Um, I'm a Heisman voter as well, and I'm also somebody that believes like, yes, there are rules, and life also evolves. So part of me says, hey, look, we all know that 
you know, everything wasn't perfect with him. And it's not like he was completely clean when it came to anything with the NCAA. But I also know the reality of the rest of the sport. And we know what has gone on at other places. Um, and I believe I knew at SC, you know, having been through that era, everything that was said about that school and what went on during that era, to me, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily true. Um, I'd say a lot of it was, wasn't necessarily true. So I understand, like, hey, if I broke a rule back in 2004 and those are the rules back in 2003, 2004, then you've got to live with the repercussions of those. Like, I understand that concept, but I also think it's important to evolve as the sport has evolved, as rules have evolved, as awareness has evolved, as acceptance of things that you know happen within our sport continue to evolve, that, that, that we do too. And I think that while the Heisman Trust, you know, took away that Heisman, anybody who's played the game, anybody who's watched the game, anybody who loves the game still knows that it was Reggie Heisman. Because what he did on the field, you can't take it away from him. He's one of the greatest players to ever play this game, might be the greatest player in the last 30 years in the sport of college football, at least in the conversation of that. So, yeah, I mean, I think they should give it back. Um, I think there's a lot that went wrong around that situation, a lot that was misconstrued. I mean, even Pete's role in that of the NCAA, I mean, I remember talking to him many times, and he said this publicly, that if he knew what was going to happen to UFC with the sanctions that came down, there's no way he would have left. And having been in that office every day for four years, no one in the world who walked through Heritage Hall thought that the sanctions that were coming were going to be anywhere near the severity or the inappropriateness that I think that they were. When you look at the landscape of college football and other things that have happened and other precedents that were set, and hopefully the NCAA with their new president now can look towards the future with this sport and say, hey, we didn't get everything right back then. We were understaffed. We were... I think even underrepresented when you look at just the consistency around penalties and around infractions, it was just, it was case by case. And I think if we look back on that era and say, man, they missed. And I'd say the Heisman did it as well in terms of taking it away. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a really complicated issue. Reg, nobody's going to take away the fact that Reggie Bush is one of the greatest players of all time, though. And I don't think a trophy necessarily solidifies that one way or the other. We know what, with what he did when he was a young man at USC and, and who he is now, even as a representative of our game. I agree with you on everything you said. I just go uh, one step farther. I think jealousies, as far as the domination that USC had in college football, spurred that, and it was a chance for them to sort of uh, slow you guys down and uh, do those sanctions, which I thought were way overloaded as far as what the, what the uh, well, well, let's get away from that. But but again, every time I think about that subject, I sort of get really turned off. But let's talk football. I think that's what we have you on the show for. Let's get through the Pac-12 quickly. You went around the Pac-12. You saw the teams play last year. You saw a lot of draft choices come out of the Pac-12. You're speaking very highly about the coming year with the Pac-12. As you look at the Pac-12, after this spring, what do you see? You see a lot of great, talented quarterbacks. What about the overall program? Should they be up there ranked high? Uh, do, are they going to have a team in the playoffs? Your thoughts right now, I know, we, I know we don't have all day to all night to talk about it, but your immediate thoughts. Yeah, I think the league is loaded. Um, I think it's the strongest it has ever been in the history of this league, uh, at least in the last 20 years in this league is a reference in the first segment. I also know some facts, which is nobody's ever gone undefeated in conference play in this league, ever. And I think when you look at and you comp Team 7 from the Pac-12 versus Team 7 from Big Ten SEC, Team 6, 5, 4, 3, like, I, I think you're going to lean towards the West Coast. And I think the non-conference record last year showcased that with what this league did in non-conference play. They're going to have to do it again. Like this league's going to have to win non-conference games, number one, from a narrative standpoint, and number two, just because of the reality of this league and how hard it's going to be for USC. Let's just look at their schedule. I mean, they got to go nine straight. You know, that is, that is not going to be easy. So for them, I'm challenged. you got to Utah, UW, at Oregon, and UCLA. We're talking about four of the last five games for them, let alone on the road to Notre Dame. It's going to be brutal, and I think I'm not going to predict anybody to go undefeated in the league. 
But I do think at the end of the year, with what I think these teams are and what they have coming back, that they'll be a one-loss team heading into Las Vegas to have a chance to go to the CFP. Just like USC did last year, just like uh, Oregon did the two previous years. Like It's not like the Pac-12 has been you know, completely out of the CFP. And I think that's a narrative that unfortunately gets thrown around, and it's dramatically inaccurate. Our teams have been in position to go. Utah, 2018, best defense in 30 years in this league. Got rolled by Justin Herbert. All of a sudden, the zone read game happened. If you remember that at Levi Stadium. The next year, Oregon has a chance to go. And Utah absolutely dominates them. You know, 2020 happens. Like, you can kind of go through and see when teams have had a chance to go in the past. And unfortunately, nobody's been able to make it through with just one loss. Everyone talks about Oregon. Everybody talks about USC. What program do you feel in the Pac-12 is the most underrated? A team you don't want to play, they're well-coached, but they don't get the publicity and notoriety that some of the others do. You know, my first gut was to say UW. Like, if I had to pick somebody today to win the league, I'd pick them. But I I can't, and again, how funny is it? Like, we never talked about Utah. Utah is is the team that doesn't get enough play. Utah, back-to-back, not only has won this league, but beat the team in the title game twice in the same season. That, that's, I mean, you coach, you, you know the deal. That is impossible. Like, there's no, like, uh, imagine if Alabama or Georgia or Michigan or Ohio State had to do that twice. It's just not easy, especially with the way that the Pac-12 title game works now with the top two teams going to the champ game versus one team from each respective division. It's just hard. And the way they've done it, like, if you said you've got to take one team and they're going to go up against Ohio State, Michigan, Bama, Georgia, over the last couple of years, and I get what Caleb Williams has done, I'd still take Utah because I know physically they can handle it. Coach, over the last nine years, Utah's had the most offensive and defensive linemen drafted in this league. If you look at teams after they play Utah, teams do not have a good winning percentage because of the physicality of the game. The mindset, the style, the drop into the scheme, playmaking ability on both sides of the ball, NFL draft picks, it's their lead. I know it's not the sexy pick, and we want to talk about SC, and I think Lincoln Riley will get this thing back back, and it was so close last year to being what everybody hoped, and I thought it was one of the most impressive jobs I've ever seen. But we can't not talk about Utah. But you just can't because they've done it in the league, they've done it in this league, and they've put it on teams with a style of play that makes it a hard out. It's not as though they've got you know, a scheme that's throwing it for five, 600 yards a game, and that's how they beat you just with offense. Like, they beat you old school. Pound the football, punch you in the face defensively, get after the quarterback, make life really challenging. And they've got great scheme to go with that. So I'd, I'd say them. Uh, they won't be the top-ranked team again in the league because of Cam Rising's injury and the unknown of, is he really going to be healthy for week one? But if he is, look out, because Utah's as talented of a team as there is in this league again. I agree with you, and I think at the end of the season last year, Yogi, whether you agree with me or not, I think the best team in the Pac-12 was UW. I really do. They beat Texas in the bowl game. They had a great uh, – they sort of were a secret. They were a team that I saw play and get beat by UCLA, but I'll tell you what, they certainly did turn that program around, and a lot of people don't talk about what UW did last year. But let's take a break so we can come back and talk about the Pac-12, the, the future of the Pac-12. Get your thoughts about UC. USC and UCLA leaving, and how they go, uh, uh, maybe in Oregon or Washington, or who would come into the Pac-12. I want to get your thoughts, because I'm sure you have those conversations with people, as I do. So again, you're listening to our College Football Report every Saturday on AM 1490 on your dial at the Inland Empire. And in Las Vegas Live, you're listening to College Football Report, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors Beer. I also want to thank uh, Mercedes-Benz of Henderson for the sponsorship of this past segment. Remember, if you're looking for a new car, not necessarily a Mercedes, but you can get one at Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, go on by and visit them or make an appointment at 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000. And take a look around. I'm Harvey Hyde with Yogi Ross. Buckle up. We'll be right back. Time to start earning big savings at Terribles. 
With Terrible's Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terrible's Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terrible's Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Have you heard about Standish Law? Yes, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm. Ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers and proud to be rebel sponsors. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at standishlaw.com. That's standishlaw.com or call 702-998-9344. Hey, Las Vegas. This is Barry Odom, new head coach for your UNLV Rebel football team. I can't wait to bring excitement, toughness, and success to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. I need you to join me at beautiful Allegiant Stadium next season. Season tickets are on sale now at unlvtickets.com. Get your tickets today and go Rebels. Well, welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to our College Football Report live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors Beer. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome all of you on Saturday morning. On AM 1490 on your dial year around. Yogi Roth is our guest. We're talking college football. Yogi currently right now is the main announcer, one of the main announcers for college football. And all the in-studio work that's on the Pac-12 network and does know the Pac-12. But let's talk about what's happening with the Pac-12 and his thoughts on USC, UCLA, and the Pac-12 as far as the possible reorganizing the conferences. First of all, Yogi, your thoughts on USC and UCLA leaving the, uh, the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. What influence will that have on college football in Southern California? It's going to be an interesting track, I'll tell you that. I'll say this. I, I remember exactly where I was, like I think many sports fans of, of college football do when that news came out. I was at the Elite 11, and I was presenting alongside the parents of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And they were giving a talk to fellow parents, and my phone kept blowing up. And I kept being like, what is going on? Like, are my kids okay? Is my wife okay? And then, of course, you looked and you saw the news. You didn't want it to be true. You're hoping that it wasn't going to be true. And then by, I don't know, 4 or 5 o'clock, you knew it was 100% accurate. And I think the first thing I felt was you know, kind of the, the array of emotion, right? You're shocked, you're sad, you're angry, you're disappointed. Uh, but ultimately, you get to a place of acceptance 
and then you have to find meaning within it. And I think that's just like stages of grief, fundamentally, regardless of what you may be grieving. Uh, I think for me, it's still heartbreak because I, I walked out of both of those facilities this spring, whether it was USC spring game that I was able to call with my partner, Ted Robinson, or UCLA practice. And I walked out, and I'm like, I, I can't believe they're not going to be in this league. And not even as an employee of the Pac-12 Network, just but somebody who's lived here for 20 years, like coached in the Pac-10, um, they're just synonymous with the league. So it's just weird. And I think it'll be cool on some level with Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State. And you know, those road trips will be great for fans out here. Their fans will absolutely flood the Coliseum and the Rose Bowl. They'll be so excited to get out of the Drury, Iowa's, and Indiana's, and Northwestern's at that time of the year for a road game. So that'll be that'll be fun. That'll have some drama. It'll have some newness. Um, I, I wonder though, at the end of the day, if it's the best thing for the sport, if it's the best thing for the league, if it's the best thing for the players. And I think only history is going to kind of tell us that. You know, I, I definitely made a decision when this happened, coach, that I wasn't going to be the guy that just lit up the decision makers at both schools and said it was the worst thing going. Now, obviously, I don't agree with it, um, but I, I, I kind of want to suspend judgment, you know, because I still want the teams to do great. I want the players to thrive and get all the things that they dreamt of when they came to the Sun Bass Coast of Southern California from Detroit, like Dante Moore or like Caleb Williams from D.C., and he came out to L.A. Like, I want them all to achieve all those dreams and help those teams win a bunch of championships. Uh, I'm skeptical on, like, if they will, you know, and what that's like to have to take cross-country trips and what's that like to have to play in some of these stadiums and what it's going to be like uh, in the longevity of a season. But I I hope they kill it. I hope they thrive. I'll be cheering for them. Heck, maybe I'll be calling their games. Like, I don't know what I'll be doing a a year from now. But... Yeah, I think overall I'm still bummed out every time I walk out of those respective schools and say, man, the Big Ten? Like, it just doesn't feel right. And I think that's normal. You know, I think people at any school in any part of the country when there's realignment would say that. I I played a pit. We left to the ACC. And I remember when Miami and Boston College and Syracuse and Virginia Tech left in the middle of the night, too, and went to the ACC. And it was like, what? And as a pit alum, I still don't feel like pit is part of the ACC. And we've won an ACC championship. So, It'll probably take a while to make it normal, but I think we're at a time in our sport where nothing really seems normal, and change is probably the only thing we can guarantee. So I'm trying to stay really positive about it, and, uh, and I'm excited for the future of those teams and those leagues, and, and I hope they kill it. I hope West Coast football thrives, regardless of league. Well, I think it's going to be a big challenge for USC and UCLA as far as going to the Big Ten, and it's going to hurt, as you just mentioned, the tradition of the Pac-12. But just look at the Pac-12 and get your thoughts on the future of the Pac-12. We know USC and UCLA is leaving. In your mind, and maybe you don't want to talk about this, do you know anything, or would you suspect someone else may flee the scene? Yeah, I kind of know what everybody else knows, which is, Nothing, you know, on the speculations. I'd love to see San Diego State in this league. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think it all, all of a sudden becomes one of the better jobs in this league with a new stadium, with the new TV money they would get, with obviously Southern California being a place. I'll say this. I still believe that recruits that I talk to, they want their parents to be able to go see them within an hour flight. You know, they want to be in warm weather you know, communities. So maybe Arizona State really gets going under Kenny Dillingham. Jed Fish has gotten Arizona to a place of real respectability around the country, I think, on the field and what they've done in terms of competing and the top 10 win they had over UCLA. I called the game where they almost beat SC last year in Tucson. So I think that the league will add one or two teams, I'd imagine. Uh, but overall, like, if we're going to be blunt, this sport is about getting to the playoff now in terms of on the field. And the fact that it's expanded, if I'm a coach in this league, I'm not inviting – a bunch of more teams. I have no desire for that. I'm saying, hey, get me to the playoffs every year. What is the path to go do that? It won't be easy, but a Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever you want to call it, champion will be in the playoff every year. That's just how it's going to, that period, full stop, unless some aberration happens and every team loses four games, which, which probably will never happen. So you'll get one, you'll probably get two, and maybe you get three teams in. And, I, and I'm excited for the strength of the league. I understand the skepticism now with the media rights not being, you know, completed or 
you know, are you going to add one, two, or no teams, or maybe more? Like, what's going to happen in the in regards to conference realignment? But I'll say this: having been around our commissioner George Klyovkov and Merton Hanks, who runs football for the Pac-12, I feel really confident, man. Like, I'm not worried about this league. You know, one one iota. I think playing and coaching and the acumen and recruiting and NIL, like all the things that are realities, our teams are doing. You know, it's not like teams don't have NIL packages. It's not like teams don't have big-time recruits. I, I ran through those stats, you know, 20 minutes ago. Everybody's doing it. Like, everybody's doing really well. I and mean, the only team that's down right now, I would say, is Stanford. And Stanford's going to be a different rebuild than everybody else because they're not built like the rest of college football. And I love their approach under Troy Taylor, which is we're going to get you to campus and we're going to keep you here because the degree is so strong. It's going to take them two or three years to rebuild. It's not going to be like Colorado or ASU or USC last year because they can't get anybody in. But other than that, you look at one through 11 in this league coming into this season, at least you can't pencil in wins. And we don't even know what Stanford will look like yet with this new system with Troy Taylor. I'm sure they'll they'll upset somebody because that's what this league is about. But overall, man, I am, I am bullish on the league. I'm excited about it. Um, and I think that when these teams like Washington, like Utah, like Oregon, like Oregon State, who we haven't talked about, let alone the other ones that are kind of coming, I think the league's in a really good position. Do you think the Pac-12 would ever consider having games in Southern California? As far as uh, having college football, there's not going to be much college football in Southern California. Oh, yeah, I think so. 100%. I think the coaches in this league will be bullish about that because they're not going to stop recruiting. So you're not going to see. I I, I, I won't guarantee anything, but I will be blown away if we see any more non-conference games in Atlanta, non-conference games in Florida, non-conference. I'm talking about week one, two, three games in the Eastern time zone. I think you're going to see games in Las Vegas. You're going to see games at SoFi stadium. You're going to see non-con games with teams from the league. Oregon will play a non-con game. I'd imagine in SoFi, you double play. So for sure. And I think there'll be a time, there'll be a point in time where maybe they rekindle the rivalry with SC and UCLA. I don't see that happening anytime in the immediate future. But I'd imagine that'll be something as we look down the road and schedules start to get set in the Big Ten and in the Pac-12 once realignment, you know, at least comes to a relative calm. So we'll probably see some of those. Well, Yogi, we ought to take another short time out. When we come back, we'll have a short segment on the NIL. It's something that's going on in college football. You and I never had the opportunity of experiencing it. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. So, again, everyone buckle up. Ride along with us. I want to thank Budget Car and Truck Rental in Las Vegas for the sponsorship of this segment. If you need to rent a car or truck, give them a call at 702-736-1212. In the Inland Empire on AM 1490, good morning to you. Stay with us for our college football report in Las Vegas. You're listening to our college football report. Brought to us all by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors. We'll be right back. I'm RBI with Yogi Rock. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, 
You'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs Beers are available on draft at select restaurants or bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business farm basket a las vegas legend since 1973 we have the best gobbler and clucker sandwiches you have ever eaten enjoy our clucktitos and french fries currently in two las vegas locations the original on Jones and Charleston, and the new location on the northeast corner of Sahara and Nellis. We also are working on bringing a third store to you close to Rainbow and Blue Diamond in the very near future. Come and enjoy our deluxe fried chicken and turkey, and we'll be carried away with our quality. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention. Make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. It's time to start earning big savings at Terribles. With Terribles Plus Rewards, you can earn and redeem points for every gallon of gas you purchase in-store and right at the pump with the Terribles Social House app. Instantly earn points and rewards when you shop at one of our 170-plus locations towards things you love like snacks, drinks, and, wink, wink, more gas. Plus, members get exclusive access to special deals and promotions before anyone else. Terribles Plus Rewards. Rewards you'll drive back for. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to our College Football Report, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, we welcome all of you on AM 1490 on your dial for our College Football Report. Yogi Roth joins us. Logie, we got a real quick segment here, so I want to get your thoughts on the NIL. It's something you and I really didn't deal with when we were coaching, but wow, this just adds another big, uh, what, step in college football and assignments and work for the coaches and staffs and everyone concerned. Yeah, I mean, I think to your point, what makes it so unique is that it's really messy. You know, I, I love the idea of NIL and making money off of your name, image, and likeness. Have a camp, sign a t-shirt, sign some photos. Like, of course, you should make that cash. I love that idea. But what it's become is, is we have to be realistic. It's become inducement. It's become pay for play. And there's really not a lot of rules other than ones that really aren't being followed, right? Like coaches aren't supposed to know about NIL, but they need to know about NIL. You know, like there, there's so many different ways that this is, in my opinion, just gotten out of control. And, you know, they're putting in, in politicians' hands, which is fine on one level if you want legislation around it, but you got to know what's really going on within sport and culture and community. So I hope that people get their arms around it because uh, in the meantime, it's become, and a lot of coaches have said this, who can play in the real space of NIL, right? SC can play, UW, Oregon, like certain teams can in this league on this coast. Some have a plan. Every team in this, in this league has an NIL collective and a plan, 
but when it comes to what's really happening, it's unfortunate because this is not what it was supposed to be. The portal is not what it was supposed to be. And, it, and it's become worse than free agency because there is no salary cap. There are no contract limits. Uh, it's, it's just out of whack. So I, I like it. I love it in principle. I think players should be getting paid, but I don't like in, it at all in terms of the way that it has been laid out and is operated currently within our sport. And I agree with you. It's just a, uh, I have to put it to you this way. I don't know what the NCAA does now except for governing, uh, ac- I don't even know if they govern academics anymore. When you and I coach, a kid had to have so many units to be transferred in and get a graduate of work as far as in the upper levels. I don't even know what units or requirements that are there or admission standards uh, of each university. It's just sort of like a, a kid decides to go to that school and he's admitted. Uh, I don't know how that works anymore, uh, Yogi. Yeah, me neither. I mean, the thing that I that makes me sad is that I hope the degree doesn't disappear. I hope that the the value, and I tell this to locker rooms all the time, of I know you want to build your own logo for your NIL company, but I hope you're first leveraging the logo that's on your jersey. Because what USC can do for you, what UCLA can do for you, what Washington and Oregon and Utah and Arizona and Arizona State and on and on and on, is going to be greater than whatever logo you have. I mean, look at what, other than... Tom Brady, you know, and you could argue what Michigan has done for Tom Brady might be greater than TB12, the logo, you know, and he's like one of the few guys, the greatest of all time, whose logo can supersede the team's logo, right? LeBron's logo is not bigger than the Lakers logo, in my opinion. So I I just, I I struggle with that part of it. and, And I worry about players choosing to play at a school and not leveraging the academics. The one thing hasn't changed. And that's the percentage of players drafted. And that will not change. That will not grow. That will remain the same. So, yes, players, make as much money as you can while you're playing, but please don't lose sight of what the community, what the degree, what the alumni base can do for you if you lean into it versus only leaning into the sport. Well, Yogi, what can I say? Uh, another uh, hour of uh, class here on our College Football Report. It's always an honor to have you on. You speak so intelligently about the items and questions I ask you. There's no, like I give you the questions in advance, but you answer them like I did give them to you in advance. And, again, I really want to thank you. I want to give my love to your family and children and everything and everything you've got going on. Football season is probably less than 100 days away or so, and I know you can't wait for it. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to see you. But in the meantime, enjoy your summer. I hope you do everything that you dreamt of this summer, man. I know you'll be ready to rock, and and I hope to see you at the opener. We might be calling it. We'll find out in a couple weeks if we're getting the uh, San Jose State game. So it'll be fun to do a week zero game. All right, buddy. Again, uh, be safe out there. Again, Yogi Roth is joined us Saturday morning here on our College Football Report show. Every Saturday from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial in the Inland Empire. And live in Las Vegas, Nevada, we thank Yogi for joining us here on our College Football Report. Brought to us weekly every Thursday night live by Terrible Herbs and Miller Coors. We thank Justin in the studio, our producer and engineer, for all of his work. We thank you, our listeners out there. And all we can say is... Game day is every day. Good night, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde. You've been listening to College Football Report with Coach Harvey Hyde. Join the coach next Thursday evening at 6.05 p.m. as he brings you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 conference, and the world of college football here on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas.